Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rico from the Made in China podcast and Sourcefy in Asia. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of my best friends. He's been on the podcast before. His name is Noam Lightstone. He's a author, blogger, and uh, entrepreneur slash digital nomad. Uh, he's currently based in Chiang Mai. That might change soon. But yeah, these episodes are going to be a little bit different. Me and Noam are going to be recording episodes every two weeks. So this is the first of many we've actually recorded. I think. Four or five episodes at the stage, but they're a little bit different from what I usually do. Usually, I'm sitting down and interviewing somebody, and you know, I'm not talking that much.、Um, I'm not really sharing my thoughts as as often. But in this this format, it's pretty much just me and Noam sitting down and just picking a subject and trying to stay on track, but jumping off into a lot of other topics and and tangents. And it's going to be much more、uh, reflective of like my personality and what I really think. About business and my philosophies and Noam's philosophies, and of course we're best friends, so I think we have a good rapport. So yeah, I think you guys will. There's still going to be a lot of value. We're still going to be trying to give practical advice, but it's just not going to be as structured as the usual podcast episodes. But enjoy. Another thing is, we recently launched a YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and、uh, search Source Fine Asia,、uh, we have our first video up. There should be more. We're going to be releasing a video every week.、Uh, we also have, you know, content on Instagram and a lot of cool things that are going to be popping up soon. Maybe a free ebook、uh, for any of the people that sign up for our email list and and go to the website. So、uh, I'm going to link up the YouTube channel in the show notes. But enjoy. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. You know, this is a very special moment for you, Noam. You know why? Two reasons. Why? Why is that? First of all, you get to be in the day in the life of Rico. Like this is this is this <laughs> video. This video is going viral, my friend. You know. <laughs> And the second thing is,、um, the second thing is like this is you. You are the second person to have、uh, returned to the Made in China podcast. You know,、mm, I just I just can't stay away, man. I just can't stay away. That's big. You know, we don't bring people back that often. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got too many too many、uh, guests, too many guests lined up, too many bookings, my friend. I, I'm glad you love me that much, Rico. It just it just gives me so much joy that you can, you can be so open with your emotions. Okay. Do you want?、Uh, so you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you can keep keep your feelings to yourself, sir. Um. Do you want to? I guess let me just like remind people. So Noam was on the pod. He was in the first batch of episodes. So when we launched the Made in China podcast, when when we were just a little baby, no listeners,、uh, Noam was nice enough to come on the podcast promoting mastery of the mind.、Um, and yeah, that was that was like a year and a half ago. And you know, me and Noam always have these like long WeChat voice message. Conversations where we just kind of are we are we allowed to say the R word on this? I don't I, know. I, if we're no, I, 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there, there are just, limits. Oh, it's the, the phones are blown up like crazy with yeah. The, the, the phones have been the phones have been、uh, virtually abused. Let's put it like that. Yeah, yeah,、um, very bad. And、uh, yeah, like we just like send each other like fifteen minutes of voice messages, 
just talking about like business and life and you know our perspectives and where we are right now and like you know giving each other advice what we need to give each other advice partially i think it's because we just don't like we used to hang out all the time in toronto and now because of time time zones and like being in different countries like we we rarely talk and just being busy as well like i mean we were not entrepreneurs in in that's even weird to say it's weird we were not entrepreneurs um if we were not entrepreneurs when we were in toronto so i think that's that's how we've compensated is giving is doing those like long voice messages because we can always reply like in our in our time like we don't have to like schedule a call but nothing can replace just like you know having a sitting down focusing and just having a nice conversation with one of your buddies especially when i think some of the conversations that we have not to be cocky can help people and i think they're interesting so i proposed a while ago that hey why not just like schedule every two weeks a call maybe we could do a call and a podcast um so that allows us to like have these philosophical debates um and you know get all high and mighty but at the same time we 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 can keep in touch you know so that's that's basically where this has come from and uh this is going to be like a very different from this is going to be very different from a typical made in china podcast not a definitely not a structured and more just kind of we might have a specific subject but i think we're just going to riff for the most part and yeah i mean like rico said it's a bit selfish because we like to keep in touch, so we've said, okay, how can we work it so that we're doing something fun and we're keeping in touch, but maybe we can, you know, we can put like a schedule to it. So we just come to the conclusion that if we do a podcast where we're talking about something cool that you know gets us going and we're we're just talking like we would as friends, but you know it can be used for other people too, then that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my own side, I wanted to kind of start putting out more content in general and not with the end goal of it needing to go somewhere, but just because I personally, I know Rico feels the same way. We love just sharing what we've learned and also just teaching and talking about the cool. I was about to say S. Oh, you can, you, know, you can sorry. swear. You can swear. Oh, no problem. It's just, okay. You know. All the cool shit that we're doing. Just, just, yeah, we just, keep it. just within reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, because, um, you know, in entrepreneurship, like, I would say it's just all about learning. And you learn so many new things every day. It's just like new apps, mm-hmm. new new tools, new, new well, systems, life yeah. hacks, quote unquote, systems, automation, how to do a sales call, like all this stuff. And it's and for someone who's, you know, going along the same, the same path and process, it can take a lot of time to figure this shit out. But if you're listening to someone who's doing it, uh, you know, is in the process or has figured it out and it's creating a successful business, I think that's super valuable. So I'm really looking forward to this and seeing what comes from it. Yeah, and I mean, just before we we jump into everything, like, I mean, one thing I was saying before we started the podcast is just I've noticed with my employees that they only see the end result, which is me right now, you know, Um, you know, in the office, whatever, they've got fucking suits, and (laughs) I just got, like, a new iPhone, and like you know, I'm taking Ubers to the gym and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm running. Play on, play on. Falling, falling. my shoulders off. Running my own business. Just, just, just to let them know. Let them know I'm joking. Uh, yeah. But no, no. I mean, I'm just saying. I run like, shit here. I'm, I run shit here. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, they never saw when I was in Haiju 
two years ago and I went broke and I had to borrow my friend's money, you know, um, they never saw when I was like literally down to like five dollars or whatever. And I had to ask my parents for money and I was still looking for a job. And like when like my first week in China, when I was supposed to move into an apartment uh, on campus and then they told me that I couldn't and then I had to find an apartment and I wasn't expecting, I had budgeted for campus, like getting, being in campus was dirt cheap and I had budgeted like three, four months. Um, and my plan was like three, four months. I'll start, I'll, I'll launch a product or I'll, I'll start a business, whatever, or get a job at the end of that. And then I, I moving into an apartment meant I had to pay the deposit. So that meant that all my money was basically going towards moving into this new apartment and, you know, what was supposed to last me four months could only last me two. So yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. But uh, the, the point is like, they don't know that side of it. And it's, it's just, it's, I think this is important to kind of talk about like what we've actually done over the past two years to get to where we are right now. That being said, I kind of talked about where I am right now and a little bit of my history. But like, no, when I interviewed you in, uh, on Master of the Mind, I think at that time we were in a very similar position. Like I just started this, this company. I'd been doing it for like four months. You'd come to see me in, in, in Guangzhou for a bit. And then you moved, you were the second one of us out of, out of our crazy group who moved to Southeast Asia. Right. And mm-hmm. you, you launched your book. So what, what's happened since then? Yeah. So I believe that was because I had already been in Saigon for a while. Um, so a quick recap was like just really, really quick is I actually went to school for engineering, got a master's degree, uh, surrounded by other entrepreneurs, decided I didn't want to work for anyone. I uh, was starting to flounder with some business, but really wasn't making any money and decided to just move to Vietnam. Uh, yet first time in my life, no job prospects, no nothing. And luckily I ended up uh, meeting through a friend of a friend someone who ran a drop shipping store and I eventually got an internship with them. And on the side, I was trying to build up my blog because that's what I really wanted to do. So when I was talking with Rico, I had just launched uh, my first, I think it was actually the course based on the book. So I launched the book and then I wrote or I made a course on it. So since then, a lot has changed. So after the drop shipping internship ended because um, my friend stopped all remote work, I started doing freelancing uh, just general article writing, copywriting, and I was just driving myself nuts, you know, trying to make things work and, you know, stressed out because I had to, like, bang out so many words. So then I moved into copywriting, so, um, like, sales pages and email marketing, and I started making more money, which was great. But I still found that, you know, there was a lot I had to do and things like that. And at that time, again, I had moved to Chiang Mai for a bit, had to move back to Canada, and again, I moved back to Canada for personal family reasons, but also because, like, fuck, I was running out of money because um, uh, I had to pay for some shit with my teeth, and then, um, again, I had, like, almost run out of money. My credit cards were pretty much maxed out. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I was actually living with my parents while I was trying to make the copywriting work, and that was stressful, to say the least, because once you've moved out and you move back in with your parents, you feel kind of like a failure, or at least I did, and I actually had to talk to Rico where he he reframed into my mind as, you know, people invest into their education when it comes to startups and stuff, and you've invested with, you know, the debt and, you know, coming to this point, but it doesn't mean you failed. I mean, you've done a lot of great things with launching stuff. 
Um, so at that point, I saved up a lot of money and was able to move back out to Chiang Mai. And now what I'm moving into is still doing email marketing. That's my focus. But having other writers write the, the main emails for me. But then I obviously go through them. I make sure they're okay. And I do the strategy part of it. But then I'm also going into lead generation now. So my new company is called Constant Client Systems. ConstantClientSystems.com, trademark, all rights reserved and all that good stuff. And basically what I'm doing is I'm using cold emails to reach out to potential clients of technical consultancies, so things like engineering firms, architects, people like that, and get those potential clients to contact the firms. Because for those firms, when they close a client, it can be tens of thousands of dollars. So when I reach out to them and I say, hey, you know, you'll pay a really low price per month, but hey, when you get a client, it's going to be worth, you know, 5, 10, 20 times more. They're like, oh, that sounds amazing. So that's kind of the really quick overview of where I am now. So now it's email marketing, more in a manager kind of uh, role, and then going into this lead generation business. And all I've been focusing on now is systemizing, automating, and outsourcing things, and really trying to be a business owner, working on the business instead of in the business, as um, Chris... I think it's Chris Ducker would say that, but mm -hmm. yeah, just trying to trying to really orchestrate things so that you know the business eventually runs itself. Because my end goal is to have one or two businesses that are creating you know wealth for me, and I manage you know a few hours a week. But most of my time spent doing content just for me and just for fun, not trying to make money. And that was the big shift that happened recently. Was I don't really want to have the pressure of needing, let's say, my blog to make money because it was just taking all the fun out of it and I just didn't like it. I just want to create content for fun and not have that stress on me. So that's why now I'm just focused on the, the copywriting and maybe moving into something like dropshipping eventually. But I'm happy where I am right now. So just bringing it back, you mentioned systems, right? That's exactly kind of like what I wanted to talk about is like, I think if somebody watches my day in the life video, one of the things they'll notice is how, you know, everything is scheduled. Um, it seems like you're able, maybe I'm able to fit in many things into a day. And mm -hmm. like, where do I start with the scheduling thing? And the thing is like, for me, I used to be super disorganized and I used to hate schedules. I used to think it was boring. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, I just, any like, when I really started to take an active interest into reading about entrepreneurship, specifically books, that was one of the consistent things that I noticed between most of the successful entrepreneurs was that they followed a very like regimented s system or schedule. And that was like, oh, okay. That was like a, a you know, come to Jesus moment where I'm like, I want to start a business. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to start a business, but I hate schedules. It's like, that has to change. So um, I think the first thing that I did was morning routine. I think that was one of the the first things that I started with with the schedule was just having a morning routine. And the, the simple thing it was a very simple routine. I used to wake up, try to wake up on the first ring of my alarm, no snooze, and then immediately put on a podcast by somebody that inspires me. And then I would even try to go back to sleep and what i noticed is like whenever i would lie back i'd start listening to the podcast and i get interested in what the person was talking about so i couldn't go back to sleep 
right? So that was like it was like a, a a game I was playing with myself to 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 get myself to stay up, and then from there the next thing was just like, okay, so I'm up up at the same time every day. I would walk to the Dmax offices in downtown Toronto. I'd go and get juice, like a vegetable fruit smoothie or or juice, and then I'd uh, I'd grab um, breakfast. And then I'd go to the office, and it was like the same thing every day. It was a very simple routine at the time. <laughs> um, I didn't even realize that I was building a routine. I think I think I thought the routine was just the waking up and podcasting, but then when I started to add the juice and I started to add the the, the breakfast, then it just became one of those things. Like if I didn't do one of those, I felt a little bit off. Um, and then from there, I, I a big thing was I joined the mastermind group, and that kind of taught me like how lazy I was. Like, <laughs> like that was that was a huge realization. It's like I was sitting here. I'd been talking about launching a podcast for like four months at the time, and uh, or a blog for like four months. And then we sat down in the first mastermind. They're like, "What's stopping you?" I was like, "No, but I have to make a website." It's like, "Well, how long do you think it makes? How long do you think it takes to make a website?" Like, I was like, "You, you know, I remember." hearing about Squarespace and I was like, oh, and templates on, on WordPress. And I was like, I know, I know how to make a freaking website. I'm just making excuses. Um, mm. And just in that mastermind, they were like, by next week, you are making a website and you are starting your blog or podcast. And for sure, by the next week, I had it done. And I was like, man, this is something I've been thinking about doing for like four to six months. And I just kept on making excuses because I thought it was going to take too long. And all I did was just stay in on the weekend and work on this thing and get it done and it was done and that that gave me that realization like i can do so much more with my time so that was the next thing mm-hmm. and uh i think it was the it was you know the morning routine and then getting a mastermind and then working out so like just having those three things in my day and having them be and then beginning to sleep at the same time every day so making sure i was getting about seven to eight hours of sleep. So those four things, those four fundamentals, uh, kind of was the beginning of like me becoming more systemized and regimented. And then I started to feel great, man. I started like I'm working out, I'm sleeping seven hours a day, eight hours a day. I'm I'm drinking vegetable juice and eating healthier, and like I'm being more productive. And then it becomes addictive. Like it becomes addictive to see like how much stuff can I get done in the space of a day, in the space of a week, and. Uh, I think that was the beginning of me not caring about going out as much. Like I started to lose that interest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause everything in life is based on a system, whether you don't think about it, whether you think about it or not. So, um, uh, who's the guy who wrote Dilbert again? The Scott, Scott Adams, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. Yeah. So he says like pretty much, instead of goals, think of things as creating systems. So, like, to attain a workout goal, like, to gain muscle, your system is your actual workout plan, your nutrition. Mm -hmm. If you want to, you know, go on a a bunch of dates, then your system is how to approach X number of women, you know, assuming you're a guy, and so on and so forth. In business, it's, like, um, putting out X um, sales interests or doing X sales calls, you know, this sort of thing. Um, so I've just realized that all of life is in, is in systems and, you know, talking about my own routine, you know, for, I had a, like a really solid routine and really solid work ethic from university, but I overworked. Um, so my, my thing the past few years has been sticking with my routine, but knowing when to chill the fuck out. 
because um, again, I've always been really dedicated and consistent, but it's just impacted other parts of my life. But as opposed to a few years ago where I was just wondering why I'm more routine-based and I like it and I get stressed out when I don't have it, I just now try to embrace it. And you know, on my off time, I try to be unstructured and on the weekends have fun. But I just realized that you know the systems and routines really help me. So my, because my routine is actually based on like a day. So like right now, what happens is in the morning, um, usually I'm waking up at seven or seven thirty, and it's always the same thing. So it's like wake up, I use Headspace to do my meditation, open up my journal, and I write uh, three things I'm grateful for, and then I talk about what would make today awesome. So what do I want to accomplish? And that you know just takes like twenty minutes. Get up. Come outside. Now I've started listening to an audiobook in the morning, or but sometimes I listen to a podcast or just some cool music. Uh, make my breakfast, eat my breakfast, you know, then uh, you know, brush my teeth and all that, and then I get right to work. It's about nine a.m. when this happens. Work for usually an hour and a half. Uh, go for a walk. Go get a juice. Come back. Work for another hour and a half. Take a good lunch. Hour, hour and a half. Go to the gym. Come back do like another hour and a half or two hours of work. Then I block all my work sites usually. So anything I usually visit for work. And um, then I usually try to either do something fun like this, because for me this is actually really fun, or I go out for dinner or like go on a date or something like that. Um, for me, I try not to work too late, because again, I just have really bad workaholism, but sometimes I'll have a late sales call or I need to get work done, and then, you know, if it happens, it happens. But the way I think of it is that you can always be doing more work on your business, and I'd rather be consistent in doing stuff, so that's what I aim for. But even more than that, um, I have other built-in systems in my week or during my week. So what I've done is I've also split up my days. So Monday is planning day, so I just plan my goals. I buy my groceries for the week. And I do some errands. Tuesday is infrastructure day for my business. So I work on things that push my business forward, like designing a website or uh, writing like a new SOP or template. And then Wednesday through Friday is grind day for me, or grind days, sorry, where I'm like working on client work or um, messaging or something like that. That's, you know, the kind of more grunt work. Saturday I take off and then Sunday I usually sleep in and then I do like my personal email and uh, some weekly maintenance, so things like, you know, backing up all my files and, you know, checking in on my finances. And there's more systems like, you know, weekly mastermind calls and then bi-weekly calls with mentors and all this stuff together. It's like when I list it all out, it's pretty crazy that it's been built up. But, you know, the being able to do the amount of stuff that we do and that, you know, specifically because we're talking about my schedule now that I do, you need to be really like regimented, organized, and all that type of stuff because otherwise shit's just not going to get done or yeah. things are going to come up and block you off. But you know, my last point was you, you mentioned about not wanting to go out. Like These days I just value like getting up on time. So like someone invited me out. Actually, a few people invited me out Monday, but one guy said, you want to come on a party? I'm just like, no, I, I don't because what's fun for me is getting up early and doing this and making money and being successful. And then on the weekend, if I want to go out, fine. And here and there if I want to go out, but I just don't really have that much drive to go out and drink and stuff. Just not in my scope of reality right now. Don't really care. Yeah, 100% agree. I think for me at the time it was like, you know, 
I didn't have a business, so I just noticed that if I stayed in on Saturday or Sunday, it's like I could do more things with with my time. And then now my perspective is similar to that, but it's now more along the lines of what you're saying. Is like if I like right now, it's it's nine p.m. Whatever. If I go, if I was at happy hour drinks at seven, and I had two or three drinks, and it's like ten p.m. or ten thirty, I go home and sleep at eleven um, or eleven thirty. I'm up the next day. I'd be I'd feel like shit. The next day, I know I would be running at like 75% at best. <laughs> and I just feel, I get angry. Like I get angry with myself. It's like, why not? Why not? First of all, I wasted, um, I could have worked an extra four hours, you know, if I didn't go for happy hour drinks. And then I could have gone home, slept seven, eight hours and still woken up you know, feeling great, like, the next day. Like, I would have been like, oh, I'm ready to do it again. That's that's the big thing for you me, know? like, the extra work, you know, for me, like I said, is not biggest deal, but the big thing for me is waking up feeling like, crap, I hate, yeah. I hate that. It's why I don't even drink much anymore, because I just hate that fucking hangover feeling. I want to wake up feeling, like, ready to go, you know? Yeah. So, for me, yeah, it's like, that's, that's, that's what it is for me now, is just like, yeah, if I don't drink, I just, I feel great. I wake up earlier, can work later um i don't i don't feel tired during the day i don't feel sick i can i can my exercise performance is better you know what I mean? it's mm-hmm. like everything just lines up and then i'm i'm in a better mood like all that stuff so like that mm-hmm. was the thing is and then going out is just a, it's a waste of time man like i yeah. i think the last time i went out was february or january i think it was chinese new year and yeah uh, like i love going out with specific friends on specific yep. times, but okay, just to mention for dating, like honestly, it's it's a waste of time and it's a yep. waste of your money because bars and nightclubs are made to make them money, not yep. you know make you money and get you girls. Um, so there's very better ways you can do that. The other thing is like yeah, again, you know, if you stay out till twelve, one, two, three, four in the morning, you sleep in the next day, you're like you pretty much lost the day, and it doesn't matter, right? Yep. Yeah. No. I mean, for me, it was like I I went out for Chinese New Year and. You know, the next day there was like a house party or whatever, and it was a holiday. But like, I just, I, I just felt really bad afterwards, and I was like, uh, you know, you're recovering, and I'm like, man, I could have been, I could have been like, you know, recording a video, or I could have been like developing an <laughs> SOP. Like, what am I doing? You know, um, or you could have just been like doing something that even I, maybe it's not directly work related, or yep. just something you like better. I could have, yeah, I could have gone, I could have gone to the gym, I could have gone for a run, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about like next week, Saturday. I'm gonna take an introductory course to Muay Thai, kickboxing. So mm-hmm. I'm going at like eight thirty in the morning on Saturday. If I went out on Friday, I wouldn't go to that class. Like it just yeah, it's it's so funny because like on the Saturdays, well, right now Chiang Mai the weather's not so great because yeah. of burning season. But like once it's done, you know the things I like to do is like I want to go see the golf courses here. I want to go into the mountains. I want to like go to the water park here. It's like. That stuff is more fun for me than oh you know I partied so hard last night. But I think I think again it's just as you you get older, quote unquote. Even though we're not that old, yeah. Like your priorities change, right? Because you know when we were younger, we were going to clubs together and stuff. But now I it's don't like even, yeah, I don't even think it's an older thing to be honest, man. I really just think it comes down to people not knowing what they want to do, right? They don't know what makes them happy, so they just kind of follow what other people tell them or what society tells them in that moment of time makes them happy. So like it's, mm-hmm. it's society says when you are 
18 through 20 pretty much 20 like eight like if you're in the west going out every weekend going for happy hour drinks every day is what you should be doing that's how you socialize that's how you make friends and all this stuff it's how you hook up with people it's how you meet your significant others and that's what you're supposed to do to have fun but like if you step out of that and ask yourself like what do i actually like to do like what do i actually want to do what do i want to achieve in my life whether it's like you want to learn a different language go study that language instead of going for happy hour drinks you want to start a business the, gary v talks about this all the time and it hits me every single time because that's exactly what happened to me when i when i first started working on sfa and i was teaching english at the time he says all you guys who have a nine to five should start working your six to six to one p.m six to one a.m's you know so when you finish your work at nine when you finish your work at five you go home, you have dinner at 6 p.m. till 1 a.m. You're working on your business. And that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did when I was teaching English. I used to, I used to go to English class at 10 a.m. I was done, uh, I was done around 9 p.m. I know 11 a.m. and I was done around 9 p.m. And then I would go home and work from like 9.30, 10 p.m. till like three o'clock in the morning. And that, mm-hmm. that was my thing every day. And then slowly but surely, I started to reduce my teaching hours and then I, I started to increase my, my business hours and then eventually I quit. So, but the thing is like, if I was going out for drinks or if I was like, Oh man, I'm so tired. I just worked uh, a nine hour shift. You know, you're making excuses, right? So like, it's just, it's, I don't think it's priorities. I don't think it's age. I think it's priorities. And I think it's mm-hmm. not, not really exploring, not really trying to figure out what you want because one of the things that people always say to me is like oh you're so young and you you run your own business and i started this company when i was 22 and it's like yeah i am young i did grow up in circumstances that made me i guess more mature but one thing that i've always wanted to explore is what do i like like what i've always tried to un like socrates i've always tried to understand myself you know i've always known that um I don't know anything, so I know everything. Like going out for me, I always was like I enjoyed it, but I always had this thing where I'm like sometimes I would be in a nightclub and I'd look around and I'd just question like what are is everybody here happy? Like you know what are you what are <laughs> the, you what the answer is, is no. Yeah. The secret, <laughs> what is your motivation for being here? Is it like you're having a good time with your friends? Are you trying to escape? your job are you did you just have a fight with your boyfriend like like i always used to do this sometimes and it would take me out of like being in the moment and just enjoying my time but like i've always been like that um and yeah and then i obviously you turn that question internally and if you realize that you're going out just because you don't have anything else to do it's like then try to figure out what else what will ask yourself what do you want to do and then start doing that yeah. yeah, that's a great point. So to to kind of expand on that and to go a slight tangent, um, like uh, you know, Susan Cain dropping knowledge bombs, Noam. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, man, that's going to be one of those cool. things. I'm going to make that like uh, I've got you, you know the sound effect. The sound you need like the sound effect, like uh, maybe 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 the sound effect thing. But I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that in time track from uh, from Inception. You know, you know the song mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it with Gary V. I, I've heard it with this Arnold um, Arnold Schwarzenegger clip. I'm yeah. gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna take my audio clips and then <laughs> put the. Dee, dee. Yeah. 
I'm a trainer. Uh, I had I was working six p.m. to one a.m. in a way, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. So what I was gonna say is, um, Susan Cain okay. wrote the book "Quiet: The Power of Introverts," and you know, she talks about how society is very extrovert. There's the extrovert idea, so it's like you know, how do you have fun? You go out to clubs, the bars, meet people, mm-hmm. networking, blah blah, and this and this, and you can agree with her or disagree. But one of the things that I've started doing is really trying to focus in on my strengths because I'm an extroverted introvert, but, you know, I still need my time to recharge. And, you know, sometimes, again, if I let myself, I'll just be inside, you know, watching TV or, like, working way too long, which is not good because then, you know, I don't really live my life. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's like, okay, um, you know, finish my work for the day. And, again, because, you know, I'm at the point right now where I have a lot of energy and I am single, I'm like, you know, sometimes I'll feel like, okay, I just want to do like extra work on the business, so why not? Or sometimes I'll feel like, okay, I've done my work for the day and I want to go do, you know, X other thing, right? So it's not feeling guilty for wanting to do stuff on the own time. It's just if if you're doing that because you feel like you need to, because mm-hmm. you're stressed out, that's the problem. But if you're doing it just because you want to, then, you know, that's that's a different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's uh, you know, I used to, I used to go out sometimes to escape, and sometimes it's you know, sometimes it's necessary to just blow off steam and like kind of get outside of yourself. But the the issue is when you're doing that consistently, and not mm-hmm. really understanding that that's the reason why you're doing that. You know? Yeah, it's a really scary thing that uh, you brought up because I'm sure I I don't know like the percentage, but let's say maybe like 30 to 50% of people in nightclubs, especially mm-hmm. they're older are doing, are just going because they think they should yep. and because they think there's no other option and because they don't know what they really want to do. They have no drive. And I mean, again, there's tons of people who go there and they just want to have fun and they're just doing it to blow off steam and they work their asses off and they know where they're going. So I'm not saying like all people who go to clubs are totally lost and blah, blah, but mm-hmm. there are definitely a lot of people just in life in general who really have no idea what they're doing. I mean, I think, I don't know which philosopher said this, but pretty much nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people have more of an idea of the path they want to take and they're, they're moving towards the path, but some people are just totally lost and they're just going with the flow, doing whatever the fuck anyone else thinks or what anyone tells them because they just have no other idea otherwise. I think I'm... I This is one aspect of... My life that I'm lucky about is just I had examples in front of me. My my dad was an entrepreneur. My mom's an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, I always knew I want to start a business. I just didn't know how am I going to do this? Like, what is the path to this? And I think for me, I just got lucky discovering self-improvement when I did. The first thing was improving myself as a person before I even started getting into entrepreneurship. Like, in any sort of real way was like crucial. I think that's another thing that people should keep in mind is like, if they want to start a business, it's super stressful. So maybe you should work on, and a lot of times the issues that happen with people who I guess fail in business or struggle to start a business is internal uh, turmoil. It's like just issues that you have with yourself that you need to sort out first before you do something. Yeah. Yeah. On that point, actually. So you're mentioning how a lot of people don't talk about, the stress of entrepreneurship. So I wrote an article uh, a while ago, and maybe we'll link it down, but it was called The Psychological Price of 
becoming an entrepreneur and digital nomad. I think mm-hmm. that was the title I gave it. But basically, you know, there were a few articles that I found, like one was from Tim Ferriss, one was from Mark Manson, people who wrote about, you know, the, the ups and downs of, it was partly entrepreneurship, partly digital nomad, like both of those. Um, but just talking about like the stress that, and the stuff that people don't talk about, it's like going into debt and, you know, not having time for your family or like trying to balance that and trying to make things work, not understanding how, how things are. And yeah, nobody talks about it, but it's a big fucking deal that everyone deals with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rico and I were talking about this. It was just, just this weekend. Oh, no, sorry. Last week about how business, like success in business and probably success in life is 90% mindset, 10% execution. Mm-hmm. Because I used to think it was, you know, a lot of execution, but let's say you focus 90% on execution, you could be executing 100% incorrectly. So let's say you're doing a lot of sales calls or something for your business, but you're really not confident, you're undercharging for your price, uh, for your services, um, you work with really bad clients, so you're executing, but you're executing very poorly versus if your mindset is, I only work with really amazing clients, uh, I charge what I'm worth, and so on, and then you, you execute, but you're focusing mainly on your mindset, that's going to translate really well into your business. Um, because a lot of times, I don't know what the quote is, but if your life and everything around you, your relationships, your body, and all that stuff, that's all shit, then it's, it's a reflection of what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. But if you know you dress well, you're, you know, man, Rico's going to pat himself on the back for this shit, but it's like you dress well, you go to the gym, your business I, I, I is... Don't, I don't have to. They can see it. They can see the yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But you know, like if, if a lot of stuff in your life is going well, so business relationships, um, dress well, you take care of yourself, like that is a reflection of what is going on inside. Now, again, Rico balls out in his suits and stuff. I... I would fucking listen, die like listen, that. Listen, don't don't lie to the listeners. I'm very hey. frugal. I live in China, bro. Like you know how easy it is to get <laughs> suits like well done. Nah, 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 suits I'm, I'm not price. talking about the price. Man. I'm just talking about. Listen, like, I have to I have to clarify. I don't want I don't want people getting the wrong ideas, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't worry. You don't pay like thousands of dollars for the Versace suits, but um, you know it's funny. If, I probably you know, I will. I I would never. I would never. You know. Give on me a, a previous podcast, we talked about wine we were drinking. Mm-hmm. And you got mad at me when I said, "Oh, the wine is like ten dollars." <laughs> now you're like, "No, oh, no, the clothes they're cheap. Don't worry about it. It's okay." But, what did it? Anyway, what did it we, hey, but this this is evolution. Uh, yeah. What do, I don't know. Like I, now, I don't. I don't even remember like how much that wine was. But I was just thinking about this. It's like what happens to people when when they. Uh, I get a little bit of notoriety or whatever. They want to start like hiding numbers and like figures and stuff <laughs> like, <laughs> they start yeah. going like yeah, no yeah. no no it wasn't it, the deal wasn't that big you know <laughs> yeah like it was okay but, it was uh, okay you know, you know. yeah to finish my point like so it's not necessarily like someone who wears like because you know freaking there's tons of entrepreneurs who just wear like crappy jeans and t-shirts and they're making millions of dollars so it's not like all that stuff has to be in line they're not as jacked as me your, bro yeah, for your confidence and your inner your inner space to be healthy, but it is a good reflection to to see like if you're reasonably taking care of yourself, then obviously you have a certain uh, belief system that's making you do that, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. you just wouldn't ki- give a shit at all. Okay, so no two options mm-hmm. we can go on a tangent. Um, what it is the first one is what is something crazy that you believe? That, what is something that you believe that other people might think is crazy if you told them? 
mm-hmm. the second one is we can we can talk about wealth health relationships the the concept of that uh, I think wealth health relationships because I think that's that's pretty fundamental mm-hmm. I can't think I feel like the crazy thing there's there's too many things maybe some of them are too x rated for this podcast. <laughs> so I think let's do let's do health wealth relationships because I think that that kind of belief in um, in those those pillars quote unquote and also kind of focusing on two of the three that sort of thing can mm-hmm. be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, wealth health relationships. I had a recent uh, relationships debacle actually, kind of proving my point. Uh, so my birthday was like last week, just turned 25. And, you know, my parents, <laughs> I moved out of my parents' house like when I was 16 or 17. Um, and I mean, I was in boarding school from when I was eight. So I kind of got accustomed and I'm not talking about like boarding school, like a week. I was like gone for three months at a time. And, uh, my parents are not the most communicative people. So like I got accustomed to like, being independent and not really communicating like going off on my own and and hey i'll see you in three months and then just picking up that relationship uh picking up that relationship from where we left off so that i think that's translated in a big way to me being in china and just kind of when i moved from canada to china it was just like oh it's no biggie like I'm, i'm i'm out and i just don't talk to my i don't keep up with family and friends to a certain extent as much as i should but it's worse now because i'm so focused on the business every day like this literally consumes my mind for the most part or i'm focused on working out and eating really healthy and you know keeping you know learning and like reading and like doing things that keep me in a in a healthy positive mindset mindset state so like Dating is like non-existent. I could if I wanted to, <laughs> you know. I could if I wanted to get offers, but it's like it's a distraction to me. I could and, I could get all the girls in the world if I want to, but I, I ain't got time hey, for that. They, I got time for women when they see the gun show on Instagram. You know the DMs. Um, <laughs> anyways, but it's just like add into those DMs. It's just like yeah. I mean, I can you know I, I have plenty of friends who can introduce me or whatever uh and i'm not shy right so it's not an issue to meet people it's just like it's a distraction like and then the next thing is like i don't want to be jumping into whatsapp family group messages in the middle of my work day by the way you know they're in a different time zone so it's like in the middle of my work day i'm gonna jump in and read a hundred messages and try to catch up with what you guys were talking about and you know so and then i got into an issue with my parents where they, they said happy birthday but hey, you need to you need to um, keep in contact more. And I was just like, hey, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just super busy, and uh, you know, I got like a, a a very salty message from my dad, and uh, my my reaction in the moment was just like, they just don't understand. Like, I, it is definitely that wealth health relationships thing where it's like I'm so focused on wealth and health that now you know even my family who haven't been the best with communicating my whole life are criticizing me for being you know for for ghosting and just not communicating as much as i should so it's like Mm -hmm. definitely seeing that right now you know yeah so just for anyone who's not familiar like basically you could break down your life into three main categories like health wealth relationships so health is like your mental health and going to the gym your physical health 
wealth is business, money, job, whatever you want to call it. And the relationships is, you know, dating or with your partner, with your family and all that. And the saying goes that you can pretty much focus on two of the three. So focus on building them. And then one has to go kind of on either it's less of a a priority or it's like more on autopilot. Yeah, it's like an autopilot. I was going to say that it's on automation. You're not really Um, building it. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I've done with systems is like, I realize I've been really bad at keeping up with my family and I, you know, because recently both my grandma and granddad passed away and I just realized if I don't kind of like, it's another thing where if I don't put in the time, like it's just not going to get done if I don't schedule it. So it's like I try to, I have biweekly calls with my family, but I, you know, if I can have more than that, then that's great. But another system is I don't check my phone until the workday is done. And, you know, sometimes I miss messages from, you know, some friends and like we have a big WhatsApp group, but usually I catch up on it because most of the time, almost actually 99% of the time, there's nothing there that's urgent. Otherwise, it'd just be a distraction. So if it's from a girl I'm seeing or from friends, it's like it can wait because otherwise I'm just going to get too distracted. But the point, the other point of this thing where you, you can only focus on building two of these three is the point of diversifying your identity. So Mark Manson has an article on that, and I think Tim Ferriss has one too. But the point of having multiple things going on, so even even if you let, say, one of these go on autopilot and two you're building, is that if one fucks up, then you have the other two to fall back on. So like, if you were just focused on the gym, and that's all you did, that was your life, and let's say you get an injury, you are going to feel emotionally depleted, and you're going to feel like shit, and you'll probably get depressed. But if you have the gym, you're working out hard and you got your business and let's say you've got uh, good friendships and stuff, which is the point of having a really healthy life is you have you know, the three kind of working together. Then if one thing goes wrong, you'll have the other two to fall back on. So let's say you have a fight with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Well, hey, probably your business is still going well and your health is hopefully still going well and so on and so forth. So I think that's also really important to keep in mind with all of these three things working together. It's it sounds like so, like mechanistic and systematic when you play like that. But it's it's just what puts together for a healthy life. If one thing fucks up, you've got other things going on so that you don't feel as bad. Yeah, I mean, anytime when you get super invested into one thing, it's it's not healthy, right? Like even for me, for a while, the my main focus was building the business, and that was the only thing that I was doing. So I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating well and I gained weight. And that's why I'm in the position that I am right now where I, I have to do like, uh, my little diet plan and stuff. And, and, uh, I mean, now it's, it's awesome because I think, you know, getting jacked, bro. But like, uh, yeah, it's important to focus on two things because first of all, it's just that it's a good balance. It's not even just getting wrapped up into one identity is just not healthy like it's just good to have balance in in your life um and then you can't do three things at the same time like effectively if you do three things at the same time you're just not going to do any one of those excellent you just be okay at those three things so if you think about if you think about a a person who starts a, a person who has a family um who's like also into into fitness who decides to start a company unless they combine all three into their business model 
like they're gonna still have family obligations whether it's picking up kids from school or you know going on vacations and things like that uh date night with the, with your wife or girlfriend um and then of course they because they're into fitness they still want to work out still want to eat healthy find the time to to get that in and then they're also trying to start a business but that doesn't make sense because when you start a business you have to put in ridiculous hours so you're going to have to take away time from one of those two things so that's that's why mm-hmm. you you can only focus on two at a time and i think based on where you are in your life for, based on your age those certain things take precedence so like in college it's basically like health and relationships right like most people are at the best fitness levels and and you know attractiveness whatever in high in, in college i was about to say high school would have been weird would <laughs> 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 have been super strange yeah you know high school anyways but uh well kids lose their virginity when they're like fucking 14 or 15 these days so yeah. i mean it could be high school man. could be high school but anyways uh people mostly peak in college in terms of like physical attractiveness and uh and then that is also the time when you know people tend to focus on making friends and like you know a lot of people make their best friends for life during that time period like i met you guys when i was in college right um and yeah and that's what you focus on at that time and then what happens after college is you go i need to make money i'm broke i owe you know money to the government student loans now you start to focus on you know your wealth and most of the time people stop focusing on their health so they they have a girlfriend or they have a boyfriend and they're working and they're building up their career and then you know they tend to like become unfit and gain weight in their 30s and then at that stage it's like oh maybe i want to switch over some people do some people don't but like it depends at at some stage you switch from you know um relationships and health to health and wealth and again it depends on where you are in your life so uh, for me right now it's wealth and health and probably if we build up the business to where i want it to be probably in five to ten years i will switch from wealth to relationships i'll always do health mm-hmm. that's never gonna it's yeah. never gonna change but you know it's gonna yeah. be i used to like well i'm great at overthinking things and overcomplicating shit that's not made to be complicated but i used to think like well i can always improve in x area or i'm still not done in x area um because you know i used to not be so great at relationships but the point is like even when you put something on autopilot it's not like you're not improving it's like you know just just from like you know constantly trying to uh, schedule talks with my friends and my family, I know I'm improving my relationships. And it's like even when I go on like a few dates, it's like I know I'm still improving. Uh, it's just like what you're really actively focusing on working on. So like if I prioritize relationships right now, let's say I want to get better at dating or whatever, even though I don't think I'm like <laughs> a lost cause like I was before, um, that would take time away from say, building my body and building my business. But I know because of my financial state right now and where I want to be in five to ten years, it makes the most sense to focus on the business, number one. And then number two, I'm like, yeah, I I haven't been that great with the gym except like for the past few years. And I really want to push myself and, you know, build like a great body that will serve me for the rest of my life. So, you know, health is health is there as well. And then it's like, so it's not like I'm pushing all my relationships to the side and like, I'm just totally throwing them out the window. It's just like, yeah, they, I can't put as much time into them because there's other things that I really need to focus on more, right? Yeah. And the thing is, like, that goes back to a conversation that me and you had, like, last week in our, in our WeChat back and forths, 
WeChat Tennis. Um, we, I was, I, we were talking about the amount of hours that we work and stuff. And um, my perspective is this: like when it comes to focus or or you know automation, essentially what you're doing is like you will you will maintain or you will grow. It just depends on how quickly, right? So like if you are 100% focused on something, you will grow in that area extremely fast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you could put in a lot of work initially and then automate it. So then you're maintaining or you're slowly growing, right? Um, so that's the way I look at it with like, for example, my fitness situation right now. I have a routine that I follow. I, I do the same routine. It's four days a week. I have an app that I, I, I check in with and, and you know I, I clock in and I say what workouts I've done. And then I eat basically the same foods every day. So my stuff is automated and I can see the results week after week, week after week. And it's like huge results, but essentially mm-hmm. I've created a system for myself. So I don't have to really spend that much time thinking about my health and fitness. It's like, it's just a routine and a system that I, I follow and I check my weight and I clock my calories and all that stuff. So yeah, it's I, the exact same thing with me with yeah. health. It's like I have a workout routine. I go to the gym. Same time, it's like the same routine every week. I'm eating the same basic stuff and I have like a system that I've created for grocery shopping and like ordering pre-cooked meals and all this kind of stuff. Um, I had to change like some stuff around because I have a different goal. But yeah, it's like the exact same thing. So now the question is, it's basically becomes once you can, once you learn how to automate it and you can see the results, the question now goes like, how far do you want to take this? And I've, I've, me and you have talked about this in business, and I think it's it's insane that we think about this right now because we used to think about how how are we going to start a business. But it's like, okay, we know how to build essentially a six figure business. If you want to build a seven figure business, what does that look like? You can build a six figure business and automate that and have that just slowly grow, or you can go, I want to build a seven figure bu- business, and that means that you have to put focus towards it. So it's the same thing with our situation with the food and and the the health and stuff. It's like eventually we're going to get to a stage where we've kind of met our goal, whatever your goal might what might be. For me, it's like 14% body fat. So when I get to that stage, then I'm going to have to ask my question, like ask myself the question, like how far do you want to take this? Do you want to go to 9%? Do you want to like get bigger? Like, you know, then it's just like, or do you just want to maintain and focus mm-hmm. on other things? Right. So initially, like you want to put a, a ton of focus into it, automated this applies to almost every aspect of your life it's kind of crazy when i'm thinking about it right now um whether it's business or health or relationships i think relationships is the one where people make a little bit of a mistake with the automation part because people are you know every people have emotions right like your body is basically a system except you rico you have no emotion what the fuck you talking i'm like the terminator like people have emotions right so that's that's difficult to automate in terms of like let's say a a long-term spouse right like if you do the same things over and over again things get boring and things go down so you actually have to like maybe alternate between focus and automation right um but then when it comes to like working out or a business for the most part, you can put it on automation pretty much forever. You know, obviously with business as well, like if the industry changes, then maybe you need to focus on shifting your, your strategies and stuff like that. But for the most part, you can automate it. People, 
people that's a little bit like yeah you have kids they get to a different <laughs> age you, yeah. you have to you have to you can't be too robotic it's yeah. like you know you can you can create an email marketing campaign and use active campaign to run it and then you know that's just a piece of technology that always spits out stuff but yeah. you know while human behavior is there's some human behavior that's predictable it's still like a person like you can't really put that too much on autopilot and that's Otherwise, a, that's, that's what you end up with that's when you end up with like breakups, divorces, and fights, right? Yeah, and that's exactly the reason why. So, so I guess somebody might be listening to this podcast and go like, well, if you can only focus on two things at a time, why not focus on business and relationships and then put health on the back burner for a bit? And that's the problem is like relationships are maybe the hardest thing to focus on. Like mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable. Like, you know, if you're dating somebody, they might feel that they might feel okay with you initially when you start your business and be like, oh, you know, he's doing his thing or she's doing her thing. I'm totally supportive. And then they might start to feel neglected later on. And and there's like... It's so funny that you mentioned that because it's like that's what's happening with the girl I'm dating right now is she she wants to hang out more and I told her like, you know, my business is number one right now. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm just, I'm being honest with you. And she's like, yeah, but I, I never see you and all this stuff. And it's like... I, I, like I have my priorities, right? So it's kind of like it is what it is. Unfortunately, and that's you. You that's the thing is that you can't account for emotions. Like when she said that initially, she felt a certain, she felt like one way about you, and now she likes you more, so she wants to spend more time with you. And then she's obviously going to be upset if she can't. And those are things yeah. that you just can't control, man. You can't control that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest. It's kind of a bit upsetting for me because you know I have feelings for this girl and I want to explore things, but. The way the the amount of time she's asking for me like is is kind of pushing on stuff. That's why I'm trying. I am trying to have balance a bit. So that's why you know that's where compromise in relationships comes up. So I'm like, yeah, we can spend time. So it's like you know maybe the weekend where I spend time by myself recharging. Maybe it's like okay, I spend some of that time with her. Like that's not like a big fucking deal. But mm-hmm. you know sometimes if she's like, yeah, you know, let's go out and do this, blah blah during the week. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like I just prioritize my work and getting up early, which might sound crazy to some people. It might sound maybe a bit nerdy or weird, but it's like, no, that's what makes me happy. It's what I really want to focus on now. So here's where my, uh, here's where my like iron heart <laughs> comes into play. <laughs> I look at it like this with relationships. I look at it as like an investment, right? Um, mm-hmm. if with my business, I'm putting in anywhere between 10 to 14 hours a day on average. And, you know, I'm working smart. I can see the results. I'm working out. I can see myself losing weight, gaining more muscle, getting jacked, bro. I think it's the third time I said that in the podcast. Just, just, just <laughs> reminding people, you know, I, this is, this is what quick tangent is one thing I really do believe. And I've seen it happen so many times when I say something multiple times with a, with like belief, <laughs> even though I'm like half joking as I say it, eventually people start to like say it back to me. I swear, like, yeah. it's happened so many times. You know, I used to catch myself that because I, at first, I had the belief that if I say it out loud, maybe like I shouldn't talk about it because I should yep. be focusing on action. Yeah. But now I think if I say it out loud, I'm like people will call me if I'm not doing it. So if I'm like, oh, I'm I'm building up this business, so it's going to make five to ten k a month. Yeah. If I you know don't follow through on that, people are going to be like, I thought you were doing this. I'll be like, well, I uh, the oh, fuck, you know. But but beyond that, like even just that, I I think it's a little bit of like a Jedi mind trick. Like when I say to people, like 
uh, you know, you know, my guns or the gun show or whatever. And then people started saying it back to me. Like, <laughs> like people would just make comments about the gun show. And I'm like, I got you guys. So, yeah, you know, Jedi. <laughs> um, it's like Dave Chappelle. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so going back to what I was talking about before, which I'm trying to, oh yeah, investments. So I look at it like this. Like if I invest, the amount of time I'm spending in my business and I'm seeing results, I feel like the net positive that I'm going to gain at the end of it, at least for my age right now, is more than what I would gain if I invested the same into relationships right now. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the way. So if I had a girlfriend and you know I was so focused on building that relationship and had kids with her in a couple years and all that stuff, like I'm not saying having children wouldn't wouldn't you know be such a positive thing, but I feel like in ten years, if I was looking back, versus in ten years, if I have a business and the business that's able to sustain me for the rest of my life, and then I'm able to like focus on being uh, on having a relationship, the, um, I feel like I would be much happier doing that than I would the 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 prior, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's kind of. It's weird for me because I I started dating really late, so sometimes I feel a bit like I'm I should make up for lost time. I have done like a lot of dating, which is great. I've met some really really amazing women, um, but it's like I feel the same way because now that I know that I just I can't work for anyone you know ever again. It's just it's just not in my reality, and I need to be on my own time. Um, and I don't want to be actively like I've decided I don't want to be in, in a freelancer quote unquote role where. I can charge a lot, say, but I don't want to be doing the work. I want to be managing while I do stuff that's more fun for me. So to do that, I need to put in a lot of infrastructure and a lot of work. And once that's in place, let's say that thing is taking care of me for the rest of my life, then I'll have tons of time to like spend time. Let's say I hopefully I do meet an amazing woman and have kids. I'll have more time for my kids, right? Yeah. And exactly. you know, the way the way I put it in my mind right now is it's not like I can't date. It's like, you know, I still I still definitely have time for dates and stuff and maybe I can't pursue things as deep as I want to. But I also know that the right girl for me right now, I'm, maybe this is projecting a bit, but I feel like the right girl for me right now, if I had found a girlfriend, would understand that I'm building my business and she might have to take a backseat. Of course, again, you know, she'll want to spend time with me and stuff and that'll be a bit challenging maybe, but maybe it's just a Maybe it's just an idealistic belief that I'm keeping in my head. See, and I'm not even willing to like take that risk. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to put in the time uh, building that relationship on the off chance that you know she might be a hundred percent all in. Like she might be cool initially, and then you know six months later, it could be a completely different story, and then you have to deal with that. Yeah, you know. So that's, yeah, this that's, is that's that's something I do think about because our uh, one of our friends. Uh, specifically said that he's not having a girlfriend right now he's another entrepreneur he owns a multi-million dollar business because if he had to make a choice let's say his business like he had a deal he had to fly out to that night um and they would be able to make millions of dollars or his girlfriend let's say got in a car crash uh and you know he needed to take care of her you know he's a really good person so i don't want to put you know say he's bad for this but he said like he wouldn't want to be put in the position where he had we, he would have to make a decision right because yeah. yeah. it's unfair for, for the, so the he, girl he's looking at it either. he's looking at it as in the same way that I talk about is it's it's risk 
adverse and also the investment aspect where it's like what do you want to invest what do you, what do you think is going to bring you the results that you are going to be happiest with you know mm-hmm. and it's like i guess for me personally like i also ask myself now because again like um there's some debt i want to get rid of and all that i'm like what would make me happy right now is it clearing all my debt and having a business that pays for me and all that or having a loving girlfriend mm-hmm. a loving girlfriend is definitely important and having great people is important but right now, if I got rid of like my debt and had this business running, let's say just this year, like if that can happen, I would be like floored and I would just be like spewing rainbows. Yeah. If I got a girlfriend, yeah, I'd be happy. But if I still had this waiting stuff on my mind, I I know I wouldn't be as as happy because for the past two years and stuff, I've been struggling trying to really get my income going. And through from the last year to this year. My monthly income has, you know, increased by four times. So that's an amazing result. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep pushing that way so that, again, you know, I have something that's taking care of me for the rest of my life. And then hopefully taking care of other people too, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. The, the most ironic part about that situation is that if you do build up that aspect of your life, you're more likely to attract a better person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I've met really cool people through entrepreneurship in events specifically um that i mean obviously it's like super professional whatever but i'm just saying like i've met very interesting people that i'm like oh okay so like this is somebody i really like this person's personality and they also run their own business like if circumstances were different or if like you know you're a different age or whatever like maybe this could be somebody that I'd be, you know, interested in in exploring a relationship with, whereas you're mm-hmm. less likely gonna, you're less likely to meet that kind of person in the Maddies, <laughs> in the Maddie <laughs> yeah, in Toronto. Is, uh, <laughs> how would you describe Maddies in Toronto? Ma- Just uh, Maddies is a, is a giant dive bar. It's a three story dive bar. <laughs> trying to hook up with each other and pick up artists that running smells, boot camps. Smells like beer and puke. And, and yeah, old and carpets. Yeah, um, I missed that place. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so anyways, like it's just like you. The ironic thing is, if you build up yourself, you build up your business, you start to meet better people. Um, maybe it's just it's you start to meet people with with actually like more common interests. You know, because again, like it's a crapshoot. Like if you're going to a, a nightclub, there's so many different types of people, man. If you go to an entrepreneurship event, everybody's interested in entrepreneurship. Yeah, well, that's it's just like uh, in Mark Manson's book, Models talks about demographics. It's like make it easier on yourself. If you are, let's say, an entrepreneur, musician, and you like paintball, go yeah. do that type of shit because you'll meet people who are doing that type doing of shit, that, and you'll yeah. either like dating or friends you'll find people which come common interest that's just how people how form common interests like from world of warcraft guilds to fucking like masterminds right mm-hmm. so let me bring it back to the craziest thing one of the craziest things that i believe right now and i don't know how this is gonna come across to the listeners but like i really do believe that i could become batman <laughs> let me explain let me explain so like i've been obsessed with batman since i guess the 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 dark knight trilogy uh christopher nolan i i just i'm super obsessed with that the concept of the character the movies everything the the costume um 
And I mean, essentially, if you break down what Batman is, he's he's essentially a super successful, super intelligent, um, hot, physically fit uh, person. Like that's that's really what it comes down to. Like if you and then he obviously speaks different languages and stuff like that. So like if you break it down to that, then you're saying basically the guy you have to be rich. You have to be physically fit. You have to learn some sort of martial arts and then maybe learn a different language, you know, and, and travel around the world. And essentially that is, that is the essence of Batman. That's why right now when we're doing our six month challenge, we called it Operation Batman because we're essentially building skills that would make us into Batman. Like some of our goals are around learning, improving our Mandarin. One of my goals is around fitness. The other goal is around financial success. So I really do believe like it's it's like a a thing that I have in my brain constantly that in my 30s I'm going to be looking back at myself and I'll be you know I would have reached a certain level of success and I would, I would have reached a certain level of physical fitness and then I would also speak multiple languages um and I probably will have like a Batman costume hanging outside of my my bed so when i wake up i can just look at it like all stern and serious just take a deep breath you know (laughs) you know before before i go conquer the world like to be honest uh in the morning when i when i put on like a suit whatever i imagine this being like my superhero costume like Mm -hmm. i really do i really do in the morning like i'm putting on my tie like it's a routine and i'm like all right, let's go. Let's go fucking kill it, man. Let's 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 conquer this this world, you know. So that's that's a crazy thing. That's a thing that I believe that when I say it out loud to people, sometimes I get people looking at me like, "What? <laughs> like, what you know, Batman? What? Dude, so, yeah." yeah. <laughs> On my end, like the reason why I want to go honestly the health wealth relationships route for the talking is. I don't. I can't think of anything like super crazy that comes to the top of my head. That's just the most recent thing. Like that's been a very, uh, you know, because I always hear that question and in podcasts. Like, I, I, I'm always looking for like those kind of questions because I interview so many people. But um, you know, I've always like when somebody when somebody asks that, like when Tim Ferriss asks, I always think to myself, like, what do I believe that's crazy? And I'm like, there isn't much, man. Like there isn't much. But this thing has. It maybe in the last three months, I realized like I actually do think that I can become Batman. <laughs> yeah, because like my my answer to that question, it's not. That's the thing; it's not super crazy. But I think to someone outside, let's say where we are, or maybe just starting to being an entrepreneur or just working a regular job, it's a bit crazy. So, like I believe now because I see the power of outsourcing and systemizing that. I can easily create a business that's generating probably 10K USD in revenue and I just work one to two hours on it. Otherwise, it's managed by someone else and other employees and templates and systems. And then on the side, I can... 10K a month, yeah. And I can just go, you know, just do my writing and be where I want and work on other fun projects. And I think for someone who's working at a job, they don't believe that's possible. I think for someone who's just starting to be an entrepreneur and who's probably going through the struggles of like grinding out 20 hours of content writing. They don't believe that's possible, but I know for sure that's possible because I see tons of people doing it and I see the path to it. Like it's not going to be hundred percent, you know, like, Oh, just, you know, just stack this on top of this and it's all done. But I know it's possible and I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So again, not as crazy as being Batman, but <laughs> it's just, it's something that you know. If you asked me a few years ago, I would say like I don't know if I can do that, and still here have a bit of hesitation, but like I know really deep down that I can do it. The and uh, by the way, besides, I mean, I've been a fan of Batman for a long time, but I think the guy who gave me the belief. I don't remember his name, but if you watch Inside Quest, the YouTube channel, there was an episode where Tom Bilio, he's the host. Um, he's also, I think, the CEO or one of the founders of um, Quest Bars. He, he interviewed his business partners, and one of his business, business partners, the first time he met him, like when they sat down and they were thinking, I guess the first time they sat down and started talking about business, I guess, and they were shooting around ideas, I don't know what question they asked each other, but it was like, it was something like maybe like, who do you want to become? And the guy said, I want to become Batman. And, <laughs> uh, and, and they kind of looked like him and the other guy looked at each other like, what, what does that mean? Like, uh, is this guy okay? Do we really want to start a company with him? Um, and then <laughs> he just, he became Batman. Like he, the company is now, you know, uh, like worth millions of dollars. He's worth millions of dollars personally. He took mixed martial arts, learned how, learned sword fighting, uh, got super jacked, <laughs> and he studied other languages. Like he speaks Mandarin and like you know Italian and French or whatever. So like he mm-hmm. he became Batman essentially. Like and that <laughs> when he explained it in that way, that shifted my whole you know equilibrium. I was just like. Oh wait, so I I can be Batman. <laughs> like, like, I was like, that was the thing. I so the little kid inside me was like, this can still happen. Like, I can still, I can still be Batman. So that's where that that um, that seed came from. And then uh, now now I'm I'm pretending like it's my idea. But you know, I just wanted to share one of my fondest memories uh, when I first met Rico, and when we were uh, we you know we were trying to go after some girls, and uh, I had a problem with texting girls. I didn't know how to like really text girls that well. And I was like, hey, Rico, you know, if a girl texts me, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I want to keep it fun and stuff. What, what should I say? Like, you know, just say what I say. And I said, well, what do you say? He's like, just say, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. That's it. Just I'm Batman. <laughs> so my, one of my favorite responses where, when, I, when I would get a girl's number and then I would send her, hey, what's up? And she's like, didn't remember me. She'd be like, who is this? And I'm like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, so, know, just oh, well, so, yeah, we're going to go for ice cream and then we're going to go skating. Oh, why are we going to go for skating? Because I'm, I'm Batman. And that's just any time somebody has like, why are we? Uh, because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, don't think I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm in a position right now to do it. But someday when a client's like, oh, why are we doing this? Just be like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. You just hang I'm up. Batman. Just hang up the Skype call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, a sales call. I know it's not going around. Just well, why? Why can't we do it at uh, you know at five cents a word? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. That's just, why. Just disappear. Yeah. Uh, just in fact, don't hang up the Skype call. Just like leave, and then the person says, "Hello, Are you still there?" <laughs> and then just play like Christopher Nolan's Batman theme. Yeah, you know. He, he disappeared. Uh, I don't know what happened. One moment we were talking and he was gone. I just don't know how he does it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're almost clocked in at like an hour and a half here. So maybe we should try and wrap it up. Okay. I'm not sure how we want to. 
I don't know. I don't know. The, these conversations like are the, gonna be random. Like it's gonna be like yeah, Joe Rogan esque. We're just like yo, what's time? Yeah, tan- tangented everywhere. Tangented everywhere. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't even know where to where to wrap it up. And I guess you know the systems. Really thinking about systems and how you're structuring your life is really important. And if you structure your life well, you're going to be Batman. So, I mean, just fucking systemize your life, bro. Don't worry about it. Yes, systemize your life. This is very, very important. Um, yeah, and I, I think just just like, again, like everybody starts somewhere. It's It's not as difficult as it looks over time. You know, so it's like just whenever you look at somebody who's in a certain position in their life, it's like, Unless they were, even Donald Trump to a certain extent, like taking a million dollars and making it into a billion is not an easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, any, everybody starts somewhere. So like if you look at somebody and they're successful or, you know, they're on this path to success, you know that they started right. off working, grinding, you know, maybe with a business partner in a basement, maybe in an apartment, you know, wherever it is, they were hustling and then eventually they got to where they were and they learned things along the way. And it's like, as you surround yourself by cool with cool people, people give you more tips, more hints, and you implement things and you create systems. And then, you know, five years later, you're looking at your life and you're looking at the way you operate shit and the way you, you know, have everything systemized. And it's like, wow, how did this happen? But it was a step-by-step process to get there. Like Mm -hmm. no one's born like that. So like, that's, that's the main thing. And that's maybe one of my biggest struggles right now is teaching that to my staff because I just, I think they just don't see it. Like, I'm like, man, like, I am, you guys, you guys can do exactly what I do if you just kind of like follow these steps. And yeah, the thing is, like, all these these productivity and systemized things, they're very personal because what works for one person, like, uh, a rough structure will help. Yep. Some people won't care getting a juice and all this type of stuff right? yeah but it's, it's just like, like the when i when i talk about morning routine it's like whatever you want to make it like one of the things that tim ferris talked about that i also implemented i forgot to mention who's just making your bed in the morning like literally just yeah, yeah. put it and the, the importance of that was that it's the first win of the day it's a very simple thing it's the first win of the day it's the first action that you do action item if you want to talk about it from a business perspective perspective and then the thing is when you come home it's so much more relaxing to walk into a bedroom that's organized and has like a nice made bed than it is to yeah. come home and and go back that, into chaos i really agree with because um so i have a co-working space i work from sometimes but i'm doing a lot of work from home mm-hmm. like i luckily i have a separate office area and my bedroom is actually a separate uh, separate room so it's like very clear boundaries between the two mm-hmm. but it's like even when I walk through and I want to go to my balcony is to take a break like just walking past the bed which is all nice and made it like it makes a big difference compared to seeing it just fucking strewn all over the place yeah yeah no I mean it's it's a it makes a hell of a difference so I think you know I think just things like that just small steps that you take towards productivity and then eventually you just implement more things as you go. But just knowing that even just the first step is the most important. Even like with businessmen, like me and you both had similar goals. It was just like just making $1 from entrepreneurship, like literally that small. And then you make five bucks and you're like, oh, wow, I made five, not one. And then you go, okay, well, how about if I double that? Let's try $10. And then it just scales up from there. And eventually, you know, I mean, 
you know, you're eventually you're at six figures or whatever it is, and and you're like looking back, and you know that yeah. you started off with that goal of of a dollar. You know, that's actually another thing is, you know, I got really wrapped up in this where I got frustrated because either I feel like I'm not moving fast enough or. I always have like all these things I need to implement. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep things like the way we, we've discussed things. It sounds like, you know, a lot of stuff is complicated and we're doing a lot, which is true, but I still try to keep things simple. I still try to be more patient because like I know, I know no matter what, it's not like I'm going in the, in a really bad direction. Like even if say eventually like this business for some reason, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I'm doing things that will teach me for the future of what I need to do. So like, I know I'm going in the right direction and I've also just taken a lot of stress on myself off myself. Sorry. By saying, you know what? I'm going to work my ass off. Obviously I'm going to put in my time, but like I can't control, I can't, I can control how much time I put in, but I can't control when X happens to me. Like there's, there's a higher power that's probably deciding this, not me. I can control again, putting in the time, but you know, as long as I put in the time and I consistent, then I'll get the results. The consistency is the key to results. Okay. All right, man. If people want to find you, where, where, where can they go? For sure. You go to constantclientsystems.com. Pretty straightforward. Constant Client Systems. Uh, you can check out what we've got. I don't have a fancy schmancy blog like SFA, but you know <laughs> you can check that out there and see uh, see what we do and all that great stuff. All right, man. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcasts at sourcefindasia.com. And of course, uh, Instagram at sourcefindasia. I think at this stage, by the time this podcast comes out, the YouTube channel should be out and probably the fucking day in the life <laughs> video as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to check out our YouTube channel, I'm sure it's going to be called Sourcefindasia, but I'll link it up in the show notes. Cheers. Yeah.